Hello and welcome to The Life Pod, hosted by Michael Panay and Karim Dow, brought to you by MK Enterprises, a community based on discussing life topics and driving continual personal development and growth. Send through any topics you want covered and be sure to follow and tag us on all social media at MK Enterprises. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of The Life Pod, episode 22. We have on Scott Slayman, the mechanic, comp prep coach, physique coach, whatever you want. He does it all. Thank you very much for coming on today, Scott. Thanks for having me. So, man, like for a lot of people don't know, but you have been in the fitness industry for a lot longer than most coaches on Instagram and that sort of thing nowadays. But you were doing it way before Instagram was cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, way before Instagram even existed. Way before social media. You know, um, (laughs) before mobile phones. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Literally, before mobile phones. Like how, like, it's it's so it's so random to. Th- I was having this chat with Michael before we jumped on, and it was like, you were doing this and prepping people and getting people shredded and jacked and you know getting them to build a lot of muscle, all these things before it was a trend. Bef- back when it was literally about being either really healthy or competing competitively, and like mm. there was no it was either you just want to be fit and healthy. Or you want to compete. And now I feel like it's almost like a trend. It's always about looking the best you can in the gym and what this person's wearing. And let me try and make a photo like this. It's like Have you a, seen that? Have you a, seen a slight change in in the gym in culture the gym in general? Culture? Yeah. So, you know, I've got, uh, you know, a lot of clients that don't necessarily want to compete, but mm. they want to look like they they they, they can compete. or, yeah, or they want to be you know, they might not want to go to the extreme lengths because we know that getting on stage is not necessarily healthy. Oh, it's, you know, it's not even that. It's people overlook how hard prep is. Yeah, those last few weeks, you know, it, it's one thing to maintain, you know, a physique that's maybe sub 10% and, and that's sustainable, right? But then when you go down to those six. real low six, <laughs> you know, real low, you know, single digit uh, numbers, it's, you know, it's, it's pushing it. Right? I didn't know the extent. Because I had a conversation with our friend who just competed recently. He was yeah. telling, he was walking me through the last six weeks. Mm. I was like, "What the fuck? Why did you do that to yourself?" Yeah. <laughs> and look, I try to do it as sustainable as possible. Course, yeah, I do, always. I do it very slowly. Most of my preps are about twenty weeks, that's and, that, and that's not twenty weeks of of hell, right? Yeah, it's only you know the only when we get really really lean at the very last is, yeah. is when people really struggle. last six so eight weeks instead of a man. crash at the end. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. yeah, and some people cruise in and went. Yeah. Ah, that was that's the easiest prep, you know, that, that they've ever done, and that's and that's what I hope for. Yeah, but either way, there's going to be a little suffering, and there's going to be self doubt, and there's going to yeah. be all that kind of stuff, and that's where I kind of step in. I think having the, the a strong mindset before you have, you have to go into a prep knowing what's coming. You can't go in there. Oh yeah, yeah like I'm just going to lose some weight and like it's normal weight loss. I'll jump on the stepper for a bit. It's like you have to go in there like this is going to suck. I know it's going to suck for a short period of time, but the result I want is in at the end of this, as soon as I finish this line, I'm there. Because yeah. a lot of people go, yep, I'm just going to lose some weight. Or like they might just, you know, want to lose some weight for summer, lose five or 10 kilos, you know, do some cardio. And they think, oh, I'm actually going to compete. But they don't really understand. They can't fathom how honestly fucked up it is to to put your body to those lengths. Yeah. The hours of cardio, the steps, yeah. the eating your foods to the gram. Like you cannot, there's no like room for error. It's always everything pin perfect. Yeah, so... It, it is, you know, regardless if somebody competes or not, you know, having that end goal is very important. So even the clients that don't compete and they want to get in phenomenal shape, mm. I say, you know, give me a date, you know, give me a time frame. Um, some of them I actually recommend that they line up a photo shoot or something, right? Because yeah. you don't want to be looking crap in, in front of a camera or whatever That's it might be. Yeah. 
It's and, good technique. It's and and we and we work backwards from there, <clears throat> you know. And and uh, and and we say, okay, you're, and we treat it as if it was a show. Mm. Um, so it's you know it's always you know at the end of the day, we're always trying to progress, and that's you know a sense of satisfaction. Um, so not a whole lot of my clients just and and just people in general are just like yeah let's just maintain right. Whether it be, you know, in a phase where we're putting on muscle mm. or whether it be a, in a fat loss phase, it's always, you know, aiming for something, for something. having yeah. some kind of progression. Yeah. And, and look, I'd be, I'd be happy to helping somebody just maintain, but it's not as satisfying as when you actually see changes Progress. on a week-to-week basis. And hit those goals. Mm, exactly. <clears throat> so, Scott, <laughs> at what point in your life, when did you, when did you lift up your first dumbbell? How old are you? How old are you? When you're like, you know, when you got I want to get fucking jacked. Be strong as hell. Let's see. Oh, you know, late teens, like 17, 18? Yeah. Well, okay. I would have thought. I would have thought like a lot younger. A lot of people like your age in the industry. You know, started. You know, fourteen, fifteen. Did no, you have? Look, I, th- I think at fourteen or fifteen, I probably couldn't lift a barbell. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even kidding. You we know, like that really skinny, really skinny. You know, you, you talk about like the twenty kilo barbell. I I struggled to press that. Like oh, I went crap. to a gym once and was like, this is this is, <laughs> I, I'm not, this is not for me, right? And and you know and now what do you bench? Oh, I, I don't even bench. <laughs> what do you bench, bro? <laughs> Come on, did you really just ask that? I did. I was like, you know, maybe, maybe if you have to, if you have to, oh, don't if, bench. If you have, if you have to guesstimate, I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch a barbell right now. Like, as far as you know, <laughs> just actually because I actually, did, uh, I think it's one of the worst movements that people can do. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> as far as injury is concerned, and then as far as development <coughs> is concerned. Um, so like, you know, that's yeah. actually something I've literally, I'm, I'm currently making up an inf- Instagram post about that. You don't need to squat bench and deadlift to build muscle. Like there's so like, yes, they can potentially help you, but yeah. fatigue to stimulus ratio is crap. It's so crap. And the risk of injury, like you said, is through the roof. So you can, you can't, you're not really sh- lengthening the pec. You're not really shortening the pec. You're sort of working in this really shit mid range where there's not a lot of, you know, horizontal right. adduction. Very hard on the GH joint. Um, look, if somebody really likes to do it, then so be it. Or exactly. if they are into powerlifting, I actually recommend them see a powerlifting coach. You exactly. Know, that's it's not so what, different. I, not what mm. I do. Um, there's some people that, that really, truly enjoy deadlifting, and I, we will program that in. Um, and if somebody's really proficient at squats, if they can just sit down and stand up like butter, right? If it's just, and they can go to failure or close to failure on squats, then yes, that's fine. But most of the time, people stop short. Because something else gives, you know, their, yep. their knees or their hips or their back. Or they're just shoulders, doing quarter or reps. Get, yeah, or, they, <laughs> or do they just get a little bit afraid? I'm like, well, then that's that's probably not the best bang for your buck. Let's use something that you're going to get the most out of where you can get closer to muscular failure. And, and a lot of times people start way, stop way too short of the squat. So it's not it's not a no-go. It's, it's an individual basis. I that's guess. like a whole other thing where like proximity to failure where a lot of people really don't know where like a let's say RPA nine or one in reserve really is. Yeah, I've seen it. I'm sure you probably have with a leap, heaps of your clients. I was oh, doing absolutely. it literally yesterday. I was on leg extensions with a client, and they're like, "I can't do anymore." And we literally pumped out twelve extra reps on top of that. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And they're like, "I can't do anymore" because they they think pain is a failure point, but pain's going to come on early, especially as you know with legs. The pain sucks. I see your videos. I see your faces. Oh, you your, you and Johnny. Your videos, it's fucked up. It but rough. that's that's how you get. To muscular failure because the pain is going to onset so quickly and it becomes a pure mind game. You have to push past those boundaries Absolutely. to achieve that. You make me hurt, <laughs> and I'm watching you. And, and as you know, 
that's when the effective reps kick in. Exactly. Effective. Oh, this is a whole other conversation. <laughs> this is the, it just keeps going. Because then again, it's like you're doing, okay, 20 sets per muscle group, but how many of those are actually effective? Yeah. If you're doing four sets and only one of them's within close proximity to failure, you're doing three that are like RPE six, yeah. but then you've only done one working set technically. Yeah. And then you're just doing fluff volume and junk yeah. volume and you're wasting your time. It's all about mechanical tension. So when the reps start slowing down and you still push through, that's when the, that's when the the actual magic happens. Adaptations are happening. Exactly right. So a combination of mechanical tension and new stimulus. Oh yes, we're we're on the same page. I like yeah. That. So you start counting when you're in pain. Yeah, Arnold, even Arnold says it. Even Arnold just says like you just start <coughs> counting when it starts hurting. Obviously, to to an extent, but exactly what and I'm sure you can agree with me. Like, uh, speed of a rep and speed of a movement is one of the biggest dictators of like proximity to failure on majority of exercises. Like the concentric. Yes. 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 So when the concentric starts slowing down, yeah. because we don't, I don't believe in doing slow concentrics on purpose. E- oh my, you know, <laughs> yes. Like, like yes. E- eccentrics. Yes. Control. Yes, I agree. And the transitions between the concentric and the eccentrics control, right? It's yes. like pause, but the concentrics, the, the Should pushing or the pulling as it, hard as you it can be as can. hard as you can. And if it's a decent amount of weight, it ain't going to fly. Yeah. Right. And when it starts slowing, 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 that's when the greatest mechanical tension yeah. is kind of taking place. That's when new stimulus and adaptations are happening. So, and 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 then if you can progress that an extra rep or an extra you know five kilos or whatever it is, that novel stimulus is also what. So the combination of mechanical tension and novel stimulus, we are we are in business. That's it. And for those who don't know, if you guys aren't gym goers, concentric is just like the pushing pace. So like or pulling, depending. Like yes, <laughs> depends. Like so, the up phase. So for example, if you're doing a bent over row, it's like pulling the weight up. If you're on a leg press, it's like pushing the weight up. Just for those who don't know. Yeah. Don't, don't try to do those slow is basically what you're Yes, exactly. Say. All right. So we <coughs> did you know that you didn't like bench press when you started all this? Like, no, no. I, you, I've, I've done that many. See, here's the thing about having, you know, 30 years experience. Mm. I've made the mistakes. 30 yeah, years. We weren't even alive and he was coaching people. Yeah. So, so, so I've made all the mistakes. I've done, you know, I've, I've injured myself. I've, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've done the yeah, I've, I've tried every program you could possibly think of you know every you know coaches program the you yeah. know you name it i've tried it and i've seen what works on myself i've seen what works on clients and and you know even th- there's a there's a combination of, of of you know we could have the best program in the world but somebody's got to enjoy it too as well so i'm i'm all for listening to people longevity and enjoyment and uh, as far as what they like to do how many times a week they want to train you know but I will steer them towards the most effective option for them Perfect. still along with what they are continuing. Cause I don't have, you know, I don't have cookie cutter programs as, as such, you know, there's basic yeah. principles that we must follow progressive yeah. overload, et cetera. Yeah. But like you said, it has to be enjoyable. And one thing I didn't want to cut you off, but you said, I know what works for me. And I think that's big, especially in today's day and age, excuse me, where a lot of people go, Oh, what's the best pro-? Like, I'm sure you get heaps in your DMS. Cause I get it as well. People be like, what's the best program to build muscle? It's like, like you said, one that allows you to progress and one that you enjoy and can do sustainably. Absolutely. That's it. You could be, you could, for example, for one person, bench press might work great for their chest. And if it does, and you can progress weekly and you can make a long, a sustainable progress on it, then do it. That's going to be best for building your chest. But for you and I, that feels like absolute garbage and it hurts. So we'll do like a pec deck or some cable flies or whatever it might be. So the moral of this short story is, there's no best exercise. There's no best program or exercise to build a certain muscle group per person. It's what works for that person sustainably. 
I, I hope you agree. I really hope you agree to an extent. To an extent, you know, you know, there, there are movement patterns that have been shown to be, you know, more productive. Bias, yes, exactly. Um, and then, and then how we sequence those. Yep. can be contracted position well. first because we're strongest, yeah. and then mid range, and then yeah. we're strongest in the lengthened position as we fatigue. Yeah. See, I didn't even like. I didn't even know that like stuff. What exercise you do first, and and also probably the, the <coughs> stuff that requires the most skill. Yes. Mm. So it's you know you, you don't want to <clears throat> fatigue yourself so much that when you do the stuff that's that requires a lot of skill and um and, and coordination that you're not able to brace yourself and things like that. Like so. you're not going to try and put a deadlift at the end of your session where you're saying this, your central nervous system is like fried and you're super tired and fatigued because as Scott was saying, like your ability to try and stabilize, balance. And coordinate the movement is going to be thrown out the window. So mm. yeah, again, a lot more like. And there are yourself. caveats to everything, right? Of course, there's yeah. no that. That's it. Exactly. Like, there's no right way to do things. It's yeah. whatever works for the particular person. Yeah. yeah. My brain's like, I'm, I love this. This is I could go all day. <laughs> so um, I want to touch on you were obviously were you born in America? I was born in in America, yeah, California. Oh wow, oh. California. Yeah. And so when did you when did you make the move over here? Um, in two thousand. Oh, the year I was born, holy crap. <laughs> so you've been here for a while. So you're, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't get rid of the accent, sorry. Yeah, you I think uh, over yeah. time it would yeah. subside, but it doesn't. Well, you know, has when, it? <coughs> when I go to America. <coughs> they say you sound different? Well, people, strangers will be like, where are you from? Are you um, kidding? In, in America. Because I know each state has different accents. Yeah, no, but like West Coast. I've always lived <coughs> from the West Coast. You know, lived, the hood. lived everywhere. <laughs> well, lived everywhere from California, Seattle, Vegas, Idaho, you know, all over, uh, up and down West Coast. Now, you know, um, yeah, I'll, I'll get people that, from the West Coast, when I'm there, like, oh, well, where are you from? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've been living in Australia, so I don't know if you're picking up on a bit of that. So all right, like, that's crazy. Hmm. And we, don't, we don't know it. Yeah, we, 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 we couldn't tell the difference. You sound like but fucking you, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> when you go there and they, when you say Australia, do they immediately go, oh, that makes sense? Or they think like a different country, like not Australia? Do they think like, oh... Like Austria? <laughs> no, like, like, I mean, like, do they think like the accents from like, you know, maybe New Zealand or let's just say India, oh, like whatever it might be. No, they, no, no. They you sound American. Yeah. yeah. No, but they're they like, no, there's something, you know... It's you, not right. Where are you from? They're like, they, they, hear so, they hear something that's coming. When was the last time you went back to America? Oh, shoot. It's been a long time now. Um, gosh, it's been a real long time. Um, I'm trying to think. My boy was... So probably <coughs> six years. Oh, well. oh wow! Six years, I think. You always been in Melbourne? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I've traveled around Australia a bit, but, but Melbourne's your favorite. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> well, genuine question: How do you find Melbourne? Because like, I, I know you might have like lived like not your teens here, but like your yeah. young adulthood. Like, did you like experience most of the party life in Melbourne when you were younger? Like, how do you like? How do you find Melbourne in general? <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> no well, comment. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, one thing it was it was interesting because I came over here, and um, I was let's say in in my twenties, and you know I'd, I'd kind of done you know in, in America you know you turn twenty one you start drinking you do that whole you know you go out and party and this kind of stuff here it's sixteen yeah 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 <laughs> so, you're like what the hell either, either way I was over it right I'd, I'd done it <clears throat> but then I came to Melbourne and I went to a few pubs I was like oh that's not annoying right and then I went you know I do like good music you know. So I go to some of these, you know, dance clubs and stuff like that. I'm like, this is good, right? <laughs> and then they're like, they don't close. <laughs> then there's these after they parties. Don't close. They don't close. They don't. And because in America, everything shuts it. Like, it, well, <clears throat> there there are some after after hours parties and things like. But but most things close where I was from, like at two a.m. 
So even like the and club, back, clubs and bars at 2 a.m. Yeah, well, back then in the 2000s, they were worse. Like they were worse than what they are now in terms of not closing. They just went all night. Yeah. yeah. So so in America, you know, they stopped serving <laughs> drinks at 2, 2, 2 a.m., right? Yep. Boom, go home. You know, you're good to go. Here, like, you know. <laughs> you get it, to the club at 2 o'clock. You get to the club. We didn't go out till midnight, you know. And, yeah, and, and, yeah, and, then, yeah it was, and, and yeah, I had to experience that. Um, and most of my friends at that stage were younger because they were going through it and stuff like that. And I was like, this is kind of cool. And, <laughs> and then I realized, yeah, look, uh, you know, the recovery would take, you know, as I was yep. getting older, was taking longer and longer and longer. And I just went, no, this isn't worth it. You know? So, so that's interesting. Far, physique, physique wasn't, wasn't you know, <clears throat> making any, any progress. <laughs> so like in the terms of the scale of how serious you were about training, like when did that kick in? Cause you're just saying like you came, you went out, you had the, the late yeah, nights. But you know, I'd already, you know, like I'd competed in America and stuff. Oh, so you competed prior before oh, yeah, coming yeah, here. Yeah. Okay. So th- yeah, before, before <clears> I came <throat> here, I'd already been, Is been training for, you know, like I'd already, you know, uh, competed bodybuilding a handful of times, qualified nationals, competed, you know, like yeah, done yeah. all that in America. And then, and I was actually running gyms in America. When did you do your first show, if you don't mind me? How old <sighs> you did your first show? I was 18. Well, bang yeah. on the money. Well, yeah. yeah. So, so that, that's technically still juniors over there, isn't it? Yeah. And, well, I was, I even did a show when I was 20. It was still juniors as well. And, okay, and, okay. and even, even here is the case. Is, okay. Yeah, yeah. I did an NPC show when I was 20 over there too as well. Is there a big, is there a big difference in the American gym culture and the Australian gym culture? Did you see any difference? Well, I don't know now, you know, because it's been so long <clears throat> since I, you know, was was over there and, and, and training. But you know, um, you know, the the it, the bodybuilding scene way back then in America, in America would have been ridiculous. Well, look, I mean, I, I qualified for the nationals when I was twenty, and 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 you know, and, and actually, I was I was all right, you know, and, mm. and, but I, I was I'm also very realistic. And I, I looked at the nationals, the competitors coming out of the nationals. And I'm like, I'm not even going to get a look at, right? So I didn't bother going. You know, I, 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 I knew I wasn't delusional as far as that's concerned. So, you know, I wanted to keep progressing on my own and making progress, you know, physique-wise. But I knew that, you know, I'm, I'm realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the, the quality of competitors, you know, you look, you look at some of the pros that were, were coming out, you know, back then. And it was just, you know... Mm-hmm just ridiculous so i remember you saying that you got into the gym in your late teens so how long was it before you started lifting and then your first comp if you remember a few years like not not much so it's i think let's say if i started training when i was maybe a couple years it wasn't it wasn't too far off okay yeah yeah um so yeah if i could i could be i think late 18 i might have started when i was 16 you know just getting into it and yeah just thought you know i want to i want to get on stage and and I had a I had a coach back then. He was a he was IFBB pro. That's cool. And um, um, yeah, just just walked me through, and it was just a boring, you know, fish and and egg whites, and you know, just a, <laughs> it's gotta be like, done. Little, little did I know that it's possible to have some variety, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was uh, it was an interesting experience. So back then in America, I know it's been a while, but I, I wouldn't say it changed too much. Yeah. What's like. What's the gym in America? Because here we've got... That's what I'm asking in terms of gym culture, yeah. right? Because you've got your gyms in America. How do they compare to the ones we have here? So for an example, like Interperformance is like obviously the elite the, of the elite. Perfect equipment, prime, <laughs> everything's... But then like in terms of vibe and like young people and like being a fun gym, it's not that, let's say. Whereas like there's like Muscle City where Johnny trains and it's like a little bit more upbeat and there's a little bit more happening. So in terms of that, like 
Obviously, like, was it Gold's Gym where it was yeah. like raves on about? And yeah. like, I, Beach. I used to manage Gold's Gym in America. There you go. For quite a while. Um, and that was, that was actually one of my first jobs. In California? In Seattle. Oh, in Seattle. Wow. Yeah. yeah so was, big was, one? Are they big? Um, yeah, they're see, all just see, like. Here's, here's the thing it's a franchise, so you've got to have every different size, you know. So oh, so it depends really on like the building and stuff. And yeah, exactly. Whoever, oh, okay, exactly. Yeah. 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 But, okay. you know, they'd always have, you know, great equipment. And, mm-hmm. and in fact, in fact, here's the interesting thing. Gold's gym that I that I managed had had a lot of the Strive pieces of equipment. Now I don't know if you're familiar with Strive, right? Stri- I have heard of it. Yeah. So Strive um, is basically Prime. Uh, so Prime bought, bought their bought the <laughs> bought the, the the factory and the and the and the patents and all that kind of stuff. So this stuff was around 30 years ago that hasn't even changed. They were so far ahead of their time that that company. Yeah. Strive. That, yeah, yeah, so far ahead of the time with the with the the engineering of it and. Back then, I I saw these. You know, you can load it in the short, mid, and length in position. I didn't know. You're like, cool. This is the was, machine. I was, yeah, I was a trainer. I'm like, I don't know where to put this on. I try different combinations. I'm like, that feels different. You know, I I didn't know. Now now I know there's actually an art to it. And, yeah, exactly and, right. And uh, you know, I didn't even appreciate how cool it was way back then. But uh, but yeah, they, they were so far ahead of the time. And that's one thing I would say about America is because most of the equipment is manufactured in America. Um, they stay up to date with the with the latest stuff, so they're always like gyms. You know, every year would just basically refit out the latest, like new new equipment coming through all the time, all the time. All the I feel time. like yeah, I feel like they have to, so behind. In um, that not anymore, but not that's because we're so getting the equipment we, from America. Yeah. So yeah. when I first came here, I was like, you know, I was looking at the equipment. I was like, you know, looking at the, man, this is archaic. You know, <laughs> and it was kind of cool. Some of this old cool stuff, and and now I've actually come to appreciate some of the old old school stuff like even even a brand called body power which is made in australia I know about some this. of the some of the stuff is brilliant you yeah. know it's it, you know the linear bearings it's, it's very solid well built smooth uh, angles feel good you know like not many pieces have uh of of any brand have all their pieces perfect you know usually exactly there's, there's a couple hit and miss yeah always. yeah but but yeah like i come to appreciate it now but when i first came here i was like what is this? You know, uh, but yeah, but, but things have stepped up quite a bit. And have you got your favorite equipment brand? Yeah, what's, yeah, what's your, what's, what's your, your favorite what piece of equipment? Look, I probably, down. I probably do like the Prime stuff. Yeah, you know, which is. The is there a particular machine like this? Is my favorite machine ever. Oh, good, good question. You know, it's not just picturing all the exercises. Yeah, yeah, I, I probably the one those new ones that into performance. They're really good. The prime. That's the prime. Yeah, the, yeah. the yeah the black ones they bought in the prime ones. That's yes. uh, the back one. I will use the back one there. The extreme row. Yeah, yeah. That's that's nice. That's nice. And yeah, that's. that's <coughs> so I I don't have a I don't have a too hard. Right? It's too it's too hard of a question. All right, favorite favorite body part to train. Legs. Legs yeah. for sure. Quads yeah, or hamstrings and glutes. Probably quads. The harder the movement, the better. See, I agree with that. Everyone's like, how do you enjoy training legs so much? Because like it's like. It, hey, quads, it's really exciting to push yourself. It's and for most movements like a leg press or something, especially if you've got somebody there, like you can really push, like you said, to failure, and in a relatively safe manner. It's so a it's, mental game. It's it's so cool. It's so satisfying and feels gives you a really good sense of accomplishment. Be able to push yourself to those limits. Yeah, I, you know, like if you ask me to train, you know, biceps, you know, it's boring, 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 shit. you know, single joint movement, and you know. How hard? Look, I know you can push yourself pretty hard, but you know, does it really take your soul a bit? You know, and and it's, it's hard to you know get a, get you know, like fighting for that like you know tenth rep at like ten RPE on like a hack squat, like really fighting it and the reps moving like yeah, 
you're almost about to die is such a good feeling. All, all your problems. <laughs> Nothing exists. That's so true. Go away <laughs> in that moment, right? Because I, I actually, I said this the other day, is, you know, I'm trying to make that set harder than anything I'm going to face yep. that day. I always uh, preach that to my clients, like, don't try and make your sets easy. You want to try and make it as hard as possible because, again, that's what's <laughs> going to give you that simulatory response. Yeah. They try and rush through eccentrics and they'll try and just yeah, get yeah. the set done. It's like you just cut yourself short in the long term. Yeah, exactly. But for me, for me at this stage, it, it, for me, it's more about the mental side of things. So it's so true. Like if if you've got if you've got relationship problems, problems at work, um, problems with anything, in that split second, <laughs> you're, whilst you're pushing, you're just focusing on not lives, dying. They obliterate, and you've got nothing left in your head besides fucking pushing. You're in the moment. You're in the moment. Yeah, in the moment, and that's what and that's what meditation's about, isn't yeah, it? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> being in the moment. This is Zen, right? It's it, Zen. Look, I mean, and and. Uh, uh, I mean to, to to go off to, off track or whatever, but you know th there is that component, you know, of of you know pushing yourself harder than you thought possible and being present in that moment. You know, it's a great outlet. But I will say this, you know, I, I still recommend that people are doing something else, and I've been recommended this myself in my own life. Is don't just make you know, that your outlet, mm. make sure you have something that's more of a relaxing, get you in that parasympathetic state mm. so that you can unwind. Cause if you're just, if you're, if you're stressed and you go, 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 and your training is an outlet, that's still that sympathetic response. Still stimulatory, that, still for, the stimulatory for your nervous system. So exactly. you need to balance that out with something, whether that be a breathing meditation, whether that be walking, um, you know, on the grass and, you know, being out in nature Earthing. for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So, I'll, you know, I'm j I just want to throw that out there that, that, that yeah. there should be that balance. It's always between. about balance. There's yeah. two things I want to touch on that. Firstly, again, for those who don't know, parasympathetic is just a type, it's a variation in the nervous system. So parasympathetic is like your relaxed state where you're relaxing and sleeping or just chilling out. And then your sympathetic nervous thanks, system thanks is when you're like your fight or flight. It's the best way yeah. to put it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and... Just to add on what you said, Scott, a lot of people forget that stress is just stress. So whether it be from your work, whether it be from your job, or whether it be in the gym, it's all stress on the body. And then your body doesn't know the difference. All it knows is stress. So if stress is high, cortisol is high, everything else, as we know, goes down the drain. Exactly. Digestion, concentration, 100%. recovery. So 100%. exactly right. I could not agree more that, and I'm sure you might agree with me here, it's like you're only going to grow from what you can recover from. Exactly. So a lot of people want to you know, go balls to the wall and do all these things. It's like if you're not recovering from it, you're not making any progress. This is true. And, you know, when you are in, let's say, uh, you know, a phase where you're trying to grow and food's high, you, you can put your body through more stress. Exactly right. But you got to remember when you are in a state where you're, let's say, trying to get leaner. And, you're and, in a catabolic state. You're in a catabolic state. That's also a stress on your body when you're in a diet. So when instinctively you want to push harder in the gym that's going to be counterproductive because it's going to be too much stresses for you to recover from that's when you actually have to pull you still want to keep your intensity and your weight up so not like training with light weights or anything like that right but you pull back the volume the total stressors on your body uh need to come down when you are in a diet so you know when people are like okay i'm gonna get ready for this show i'm gonna you know get super ripped this that and the other i'm gonna go hard in the gym i'm like okay this is where we pull back on intensifiers. This is where we might not do drop sets or we might not do, you know, rest pauses and things like that where you're cranking up your intensity even further. We go, okay, we're just going to go too 
failure or do enough enough to, to, to hold on to as much muscle as you have because you you're not building can. any right now it's, yeah there's there's did, it's rare do the principles for cutting and, and bulking change per person or is it sort of the same like what are the what are the main Every elements towards cutting deficit <laughs> that's it <coughs> end of discussion end of discussion deficit <laughs> well yeah. like is your training different when you're cutting compared to when you're bulking well Th- th- that's exactly what I was saying. Is, yeah. is the only the only thing I would say is being being very conscious of what you can recover from because you can recover from less when you're in a deficit. So you got to so you actually have to pull back on the amount of volume you do, not necessarily intensity, but the amount of volume, volume. you can recover from. Volume just many reps and sets. Yeah, in, yeah. in simple I, I terms. That one yeah. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was. I'm not a PT. <laughs> I was. That's all. That there you go. That's what I was gonna say. What? Okay. So you you know you started training, did your first show, and then what point did you go? You know what? I want to start coaching myself now. Like, I want to coach people. Well, I, I was coaching people. Well, I was training, personal training people before that. So I got certified as a trainer in 92. How old are you then? <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was. You would have been. Seven. Yeah. Was I 17 or something. Um, I, I couldn't. Also, pretty much within like the <coughs> first year or two of you started training, you, you got certified and started training people. Personal yeah. Training so people. what I did was instead of the, so I'm, I, we actually, actually moved uh, in my um, 12th year of high school, right? So that, that's your senior year, same as, same as Australia. And instead of going to, you know, another high school, I went to a uh, technical college, right? And Which would be like a TAFE? Yeah, kind of like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so instead of going to a school, I actually did that, and I did the uh, the fitness training. We, had, we did like 800 classroom hours. Jesus. And um, and then I did my my high school, my twelfth year of high school, through the through the college, just basically you know just an hour a week or whatever it was. So that was the the side point. So I got certified before I actually finished high school. Oh, perfect. Um, <laughs> and and that was it was quite intensive. You know, we studied for you know uh, to 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 under American College of Sports Medicine and and uh, National Academy of Sports Medicine and and I got certified through American Council on Exercise and like we, we had to. We had to do, it was pretty in-depth, and then we had to do, like, like internships. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't just, like, this, you know, online little quick course. It was full-on. I had to do, you know, VO2 max tests. Don't ask me to do it now. I remember. <laughs> but, but um, you know, we had to do that many blood pressures and skin folds and everything like that. We'd do, go into the shopping center, right? And we'd set up... We'd get set up a stall? A, a stall and a curtain, right, where we just get by pe- people walking by. Go, all right, come over here. We want to get your skin fold done, right? And we do the skin folds. And sorry, what's a skin fold? Oh, so yeah, skin so fold. They use like a little. Oh, it's just oh, literally to like measure, oh. to measure the fat, body, testing yeah. the body fat, right? <laughs> and and you you talk about America, right? Everybody's obese. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, there'd be times, right, where you couldn't get the skin fold big enough. It sounds terrible. Like you look like, thank you. <laughs> like you couldn't get the skin fold big enough to take the body composition. Oh my God. Or you couldn't get the, you know, like, you know, you'd have the to tape measure around. You'd have to get, you know, you'd have to get the big blood pressure cuffs and things like that too, as well. Just cause we had to get people to sign off on it, you know, and mm, that was, shit, yeah. you know, that was part of it. And, and now people are just like, Oh, I, I did a show. I'm a coach, you know? And it's like, Oh yeah. Don't get me started. You know, the the, 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 the amount of online coaches that don't have the, and look, there are some good people out there. there and there's some people that, are, there's some young people. I'm not going to say that experience is everything because I'm actually still learning from people a lot younger than I am. You know, there's people that are incredibly intelligent with biomechanics and, you know, stuff like that that, that blow, blow me away and, yeah. or, or even even pharmacology and stuff like that that I'm, I'm not too, 
you know, uh, older set in my ways where I don't still learn from yes. learn learn from people that are better Learning than I am. It's continual forever. But there's also a number of people out there that just have. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong though. It was the fitness, was the whole fitness space. industry space, like better in America than it was in in Australia when you came. Because I feel like coming from America with all with what you've just said that you've done, you would have had a lot of like credibility behind you, and you know people would have been. Well, I didn't have social media. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, back then so for sure. Nobody knew who I was, right? You know, it's not like a you know. Um, so actually, the way the way I, I was so managing some uh, health clubs in America, and uh, one of my friends at the time um, said, he goes, "Oh, there's this there's this trainer in Australia, right? He's actually a, a strength coach for a, for a strength coach for a footy team at the time, and he, he's he's wanting a, you know PTs from America to come out in you know and and help out uh, doing doing some coaching, and I'm like." And I, you know, the, the the stress of actually managing a gym over there was quite intense. Oh, um, would have been. It, you know, it's it's not like oh, you get to work out all day. I actually probably worked out the least <laughs> of my life when I was managing a gym, right? A lot of steroid use there in America. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but really I mean, what I was running was probably a little bit more of a commercial si- style oh, so gym. So you wouldn't at the have. Time. You wouldn't have. I mean, it was there. It was. Yeah, it was rampant. It's not as much as other ones would have. Yeah. yeah. Um. And and look, it's it's probably increased in culture. <clears> you know, in you know Australia and America so since, much. since then. Dramatically, um, but you know, I, I, it, was, it was a lot of pressure. I was like, you know what? I need a little holiday, kind of like you know, and and I'll just go to Australia for a little bit. And and, uh, and you know, I reached out to that guy. I said, yeah, you know, emailed him and said, you know, cool. He came and picked me up at the oh, airport. Never met him before. He said, all right, cool. He set me up to to live with a, a family to stay with a family here in Australia. They, they said, oh, you know, take this guy. And, and it was the Aussiest family you ever, <laughs> ever, ever could imagine, right? Tell us it about was, that. I want to hear about this. It was literally like... like G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, yeah. And they would talk really slow and loud. Oh, okay. Like I could, like, because they didn't think I could understand them. <laughs> oh, my God. And and um, and I, prob- I probably couldn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they're probably probably not wrong. I could hear okay. Did you not understand what they were saying sometimes? Well, Is there like a, a particular I, funny they, story from that? Well, they, they would, you know, they would just... You know, they introduced me to everything Aussie, right? And which was Vegemite and the slang oh, yeah. too. Like, yeah, how you going? Slang. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. So they would, they would, you know, they would teach me the yeah. slang and all this kind of stuff. And they, you know, they took me to the, you know, they showed me, you know, that I don't, I'm not a big drinker, but they, you know, they got me on the VBs. Right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, and, and went to the look at his face as he said that. He's like, oh, <laughs> went, went to the races, you know, the horse races, and then to went to the pubs and just. It, and the, the, the culture. The, um, what was it? The the test match cricket? Oh, you know? cricket. Yeah. The 2020 uh, I'd rather watch pain dry. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what, 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 what are they doing what are now? What are yeah. they doing now? And they're like, oh, they're having a, they're, they're breaking for tea. I'm like, <laughs> they're going to go eat? <laughs> We're going to sit here while they, is that what happens? They. Could, I've never been, I, okay. I don't ever plan on going okay. ever. <laughs> cricket is the worst sport I've ever and created. I, and I'd be like, and then, Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Like, what just happened? Oh, they, they got a this, that, the other. I'm like, they got oh. a six. Okay, they got, got a four. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. It's cool. like they hit a ball, run twenty meters, come <laughs> yeah, back. Hang yeah. on, they're eating so now. This is this was this was my, you know, the, and, and I'm, I'm glad I experienced that. I really am glad. Do you I like Vegemite? You have to. Oh god, no. <laughs> my, my boy. Oh my god, he's he's six, right? He he he's, very, he's very picky. Like he doesn't eat anything. But he got the squeezy Vegemite tube, and he actually put it and he put it on a spoon and put this pile. And he just starts eating it. And I'm just like, what is wrong with you? He's, he's, 
he's hilarious. I think he just does it for my. Is there another Australian food that you really don't like? Is it like meat pies or lamingtons or anything like that you don't really like? I'm pretty boring with the foods, you know. So I, I'm yeah, you like a bodybuilder. Oh, because yeah, the calories just, in a meat pie, mate, would be fucked. <laughs> well, in you know, I, I'm really conscious of digestion. I've had you know some digestive issues over the years and stuff like that. So I'm very you know I'm very very conscious of, of digestion. So I very very kind of pretty bland and stuff like that too as well. So that's one um, thing I wanted to actually ask you coming from America. Now, we're well aware that foods there, food standards are completely different to what they are here. Did you, one, notice a difference in food when you came over at all? Um, and two, what are your thoughts and takes on like preservatives in food and affecting your training? Yeah, okay. Um, <coughs> I don't, I didn't find the food too different, to be honest with you. Oh, really? No, no, it's in the Western culture. It's the same kind of, you know, like... Um, you know, you wouldn't have all the brands in the supermarkets. Yeah. That, you know, you wouldn't have all the brands of, of the, you know, the, the chips and, and candies and things like that too as well. And you cereals. guys have cereal in like Yes, bags. yes, yes. Here's one for you. And I, I do eat a lot of cereal still. I'm not sure if you really do, but if you ever have takeout, did you find like, for example, like Hungry Jacks or like Burger Kings like similar or like very, very different here and there? No, no, very similar. Okay. Yeah, yeah. but I don't really use yeah. that stuff anyway. But yeah, I remember, remember you know, uh, you know, uh, growing up and and you know doing doing my PT and you know not having a lot of money and and getting whoppers for a dollar, you know, <laughs> yeah. in the US. a dollar. Well, well, they'd have the little mini whoppers. They'd yeah. have a dollar, you know, like specials and stuff yeah. like that, you know. And you go and you'd, you know, you do that. And then like, oh, yeah, what did I do that for? Yeah, you know, that was so. Is the way like you, after a night out? I'm sure you remember when you're younger. You go out. You're like, oh, let's get like some likes. Let's get KFC or something. Yeah. You enjoy it so much in the moment, and then yeah. you just feel like crap for the next yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, on the bathroom for two hours. So, <laughs> so you you did ask a question about about preservatives Sorry, and yeah, things yeah. like that too as well. <clears throat> I am big on digestion, so it, it's more you know as we're aware preservatives because I, I have a background in the food industry. Okay, yeah, and preservatives take longer to for your body to absorb and detox out of the body, and it just slows down processes. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm I'm big on people just making their food. Like you yeah, know, when when I have uh, you know, when I, when I take somebody on, I, I use an app called Chronometer. Mm -hmm. Chronometer, yep. Chronometer, I'm not sure how you are going to say it. It's, it's kind of like my fitness pal, but yep. it's a little more detailed, right? So you can actually go in, you can see your micronutrients and everything like that. And you can track everything and track the weight. And and we can, we, we can even track their fasting blood glucose and blood pressure. You, you, you name it and, and, yeah, yeah. and watch, it, watch the trends. You might have seen it on Johnny's story. It's like the red and white app. Is that the one? Yeah. 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 Okay. So, you know... I, you know, some people are entering their food. I'm like, oh, I can't scan this food. I can't scan. I'm like, what are you scanning food for? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, what, which what means packaged. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's all this package <clears throat> stuff, mm -hmm. right? And I'm like, why don't you make your food, right? Because I honestly see so much better results from people that actually make their food. Even if, you know, so I, I do believe in setting some targets for people as far as macros and, and that are concerned. And I can help people do a... Uh, a sample day with their diet. So, I, you know, I, but I don't necessarily write diets up for people and say, hey, you need to eat this. I agree. Because yeah. here's the thing, you know, they're not going to stick with it forever because they're going to get sick of it. For one thing, I want to teach people, I want to educate people on what the best choices for them is going to be. Mm. I might walk it, walk through them with a sample day. Okay, wh what, what could we get to, you know, what would you like for breakfast? We've got to get your protein up. So is this going to be like, you know, some eggs and mints or something like that? Or are we going to look at, you know, your, you know, oats and protein, wh whatever it might be, we, we match it to them. But, um, regardless with, with the, with the, like you said, with the preservatives and the packaged food, I really do try to get people to, 
to, to make yeah. their actual clean yeah. food. And even because it makes a difference. I even am a little <clears> bit suspect <throat> on some of the prepackaged meals. Yeah. And I, I sometimes I don't think that that accurate because you, you know, you, you look at the, it says, okay, this says 50 grams mm. of protein, and there's like a couple of tiny pieces of chicken in there. And you're like, um, same, you know, and I've weighed food, you know, yeah. for that many yep. years. I know how much, you know, it's not 50 grams of protein. Regardless, you know, then they're packing it in nitrogen and, and it's in plastic. 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 Pla- people don't know this, but the plastic in, in foods, like it seeps into the product over and time. And exactly. they don't understand that. So it's cryovac in plastic, in nitrogen, and then the popping in the microwave, pushing that the plastic. plastic in. particles seep into the food yeah. and people don't get it. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, everyone, <clears> it's, it's not a no-go and it's probably better than a lot of choices. You have to be consuming a lot of it for it to really, really have health. Yeah. Like but I mean, but I've seen, you know, I've seen some people, you know, doing like two, three meals of that every day. Oh no, I've seen people eat six a day. And, and sure enough, day. you know, they most of those people are having, they're not yep. ideal in a digestion. They're, they're running into some kind of digestive issues. Yep. So, we, you know, I do try to eliminate that. Now, everybody's different as far as how they respond to food. Some people, you know. That's um, another thing. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't say, hey, everyone needs to eat this uh, and this, this and that. And that yeah. You know, because and <clears throat> if you feel good on it, you have good energy. And I want people to be self-aware too as well. So how do they feel after certain foods? Do they get inflammation? Do they get... Because you shouldn't be... Do you feel shittier? Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't be running around with a bloated stomach Absolutely. or flatulence <clears throat> or, you know, running to the toilet or, you know. If those things are happening, then then we need to look further. Um, and, and there could be even something as simple as, as, you know, for example, brown rice. You know, brown rice, a little bit's fine, but, you know, brown rice is higher. It's considered healthier, mm. right? But it's higher in phytic acid. Now, phytic acid in small amounts is okay, but it's... It, it can strip your body of, of good nutrients, yeah. even though it's higher in nutrients, because it kind of kind of uh, counteracts each other. Yeah. Some people might find that white rice agrees with them more. I'm, I'm, I'm very sensitive yeah. to it myself, so I, I know that if I eat a lot of brown rice, I don't feel too good afterwards. I'm not saying it's it's a no-go, it's better than a lot of choices, but again, pay attention to that. Yeah. You know, if you're eating a lot of potato, potato's great, nothing wrong with that. So it's, you know, you get a lot more volume, but sometimes the, you know, the prebiotic, you know, that affects your stomach or whatever. Can, can affect, yeah, yeah, you exactly. might find you're better off with sweet potato or, or pumpkin or something. You might, yeah. depending on the, you know, <coughs> depending on, on the, uh, on the individual. So my thing is that, and I've had this chat with Karim too, and he agrees to me, he agrees with me a bit is I, if you were to get the equivalent of carbs, for example, in oats and then have the equivalent of carbohydrates in two Oreos, both having the same amount of carbs, yeah. my idea is that the carbs in the oats, because they don't have that shit that the Oreos do in them, they will benefit your body better. And that, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. I have, you, I have people, they're like, oh, I haven't hit my macros today. I'm going to go have a Kit Kat just to hit your macros. Yeah, like, I, 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 get, I get that sometimes with my clients as well. And, yeah. I, and I try to explain to them, I said, you know, you know, there are situations where, you know, they're having cravings and whatnot, and they can factor a little bit of something in. Yeah, and that's that, fair because okay. it's all about yeah, yeah sustainability. Again, yeah, but run. but as as far as I think about what's going to fuel your your performance, the correct? Best. Yeah, Kit Kat's not. No, exactly. And and you know you look at you know top athletes, they're not putting that shit in the body. You know, um, yeah. So so it, it does make a difference as far as how you feel the micronutrients you're going to get in, in a lot of these foods. Yeah. So it's not just your your. Uh, your you know, just trying to hit those those uh, those targets. Those targets, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, the de- bottom line is, you're absolutely right. <laughs> that's that's one thing I'm big on as well. That's why I write out meal plans because, like you said, it's like you need them to be aware. For an example, if I give you a meal plan, Scott, you'll follow it, and then for whatever reason you don't want to be coached by me anymore, and you go off. If I take that meal plan away from you, you're back to square one, 
and you're going to end up eating like crap again, probably gain some weight again. Yeah. Whereas if I teach you, cool, this is high protein, this is where you get your carbs from, vitamin K, vitamin D, then you, that's, that's knowledge that stays with you forever. Exactly. So even if you don't want to track your macros anymore, you can make conscious choices. Cool, if I'm having if I'm at a family event, I want to have some sort of protein, some sort of carb, some sort of veggies, fuel myself, keep myself healthy. Exactly. It's not about like, it's not always about, you know, the physique. It's about being healthy. How do you feel? Are you sleeping okay? How's your skin? Are you hydrated? And another thing I want to ask you about, what are your thoughts on like sugar alcohols and like sweeteners? Because I know like I use them and I'm a little bit flatulent from them. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like digestion and like from what I can see is okay. Like I haven't had yeah. any other negative outcomes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Look, I don't have an issue with artificial sweeteners as far as people talk about Oh, it's gonna you know it's gonna screw up your insulin levels and this that and the other. I I, I don't think there's much to that. I agree. With you. Like, but as far as digestion, I think there is. Yeah. Um. So I try to limit it as much as possible. Yeah. You know, because it is in so many things, right? It's in your uh, it's in your pre workout. It's in sodas. your protein. It's in your diet sodas. It's in it's in everything. So if you've got a chance to get something that doesn't taste bad and unflavored, get unflavored. Mm. Um, if you have a chance to get something that's sweetened with, I, I find stevia, yep. stevia a, yeah. a much better option. And um, yeah, so so if you've got a chance to do that, mm. by all means, please do. And in fact, that's why, you know, I, I often use a protein that's unflavored because just not getting the, the extra sucralose or whatnot. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not, you know, for some people it's fine, but but limit it, you yeah. know, because it does, they've been, have shown that it can change your gut microbiome a bit and, and or cause those digestive issues. Some people are really sensitive yeah, to it. Really and some people are like, yeah, it doesn't bother me. But I don't know if they really are self-aware to know how much better they could feel if they cut down on it. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to cut it out entirely, but, you know, cutting down could be a good idea. Another big one that's going on, again, all over social media at the moment is like FODMAPs. Everyone's like scared of FODMAPs. It's like, oh, oh my God, I'm bloated <sighs> and my gut health. And it's like, yeah, gut health is like a new trend word. So, yeah, so look. FODMAPs are just like a FODMAP, type of yeah, so <laughs> carbohydrates that don't really get fermented. Okay, FODMAPs, mate. What does it stand for? Fermentable oligosaccharide, disaccharide, monounsaccharide. Yeah, meat. It's just a type of carbohydrate that doesn't really digest well in the small intestine. Yeah, okay. And it just give, gets you really bloated and gassy and just can well, not fuck necessarily. up. So, far, you know, so, the, so these foods aren't, you know, so prebiotics, there's nothing actually wrong with them. But if somebody's finding they're having a trend, of getting really bloated and this, that, and the other. I actually tell them, I said, have a look at these FODMAP foods and, and see if there's a trend here. And they, and they sometimes look at these FODMAP foods and they go, oh, yeah, you know what? If I have onion, if I have garlic, if I have this, that, and the other. I Onion's are really bad, like in terms of affecting. Well, it's not, it's only. It's not bad, but like it can it create gas. Individual, yeah, individual, you know? So yeah, if, if somebody handles it well, I don't say don't <coughs> have it because we, we actually want to be able to have these varieties of yeah. foods. We don't want to eliminate stuff. Even the even the purpose of our FODMAP, you know, for a low FODMAP diet isn't to do it forever. It's a purpose to eliminate it and then get your gut right and then slowly re reintroduce, so reintroduce, back in, yeah. reintroduce things back in. Because so the body allows for it. Like if you, if you, and I know so many people who react bad to certain foods and then after a substantial amount of time, they, they're all right with it. Yeah. You know, because your body just adapts. Yeah. And, and so, so this is why I'm really, really, you know, that's why I ask people, how is your digestion? And if it, you know, if it's not good, what was it, you know? And, and do, can you think about what foods might have caused that? Mm. And, and a lot of times it's the, it's the quantity of whatever it might exactly be, you know, right. broccoli or, you know, some of these high fiber foods, which are considered good too much. can actually cause some, some gut issues for some people. Even like you said, it all comes down to how much and how, how self-aware people are. Cause in, as a part of my check-in, I always ask, how's your digestion? Yes. And people just think it's all about, am I going to the bathroom? Yeah. It's. Yeah. Are you going to the bathroom? Are you yeah. farting? Yeah. How much are you urinating? Are yeah. you bloated? 
does it hurt after eating a certain food? Like, there's yeah. so many parts on. So just like, oh yeah, I go to the bathroom. <sighs> What's your poo look like, really? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, literally, honestly, <laughs> if it's watery, something's not right. Yeah, if it's exactly. really hard and you're constipated, something's not right. Yeah, exactly. If the color's funny, something's not right. Yeah. Pay attention. <laughs> Pay attention. <laughs> Pay attention to your poo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, shit happens. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> oh, um, did you have anything else no, before, that was before we wrap up? Oh, so vitamins. Because I, I jumped in on one of your lives a few weeks ago with Johnny. You guys were talking about multivitamins. multivitamins. Okay. In terms of like, if you were to suggest, what are your thoughts on vitamins? And if you were to suggest any to take for, for males, because... What do you reckon just have vegetables and like get all your food in okay look some people will you know the cool thing about chronometer right, is it does look at your micronutrients so if you were to track all your vegetables and fruits and things like that you, you, could, you could look at and see where your micronutrients sit mm-hmm. um <clears throat> as far as additional vitamins um i a lot of people are deficient in vitamin d so that's one thing that that Especially in winter time, yeah, bad. so it might might be something that you Especially might want to consider. I feel like iron supplementing. I feel like iron's another big one. Uh, even outside of women, just like in general, I feel like. Well, it's get it. Here's enough. the thing: before you supplement with iron, test get get your bloods tested. Yeah, to see what your levels are at. To see where your levels are at. Like my iron levels are on the higher end, you know. So it, it, everybody's going to be different. Yeah. So you know, get get. Do your blood work on, on that. That would be one thing I would say before you supplement with iron. Some people, some people can can be low and they can feel amazing at having supplemented with it. But find out if you actually need it first. Um, but you know, as far as some basics, yeah, probably people are a bit deficient in vitamin D. Um, uh, also, what's good to take with that is vitamin K, vitamin K two, because that so vitamin D increases the absorption of calcium. Phosphorescence yeah. yeah, which is great, but too much calcium absorption can. Uh, cause a bit of buildup in calcium in your soft tissues and arteries and things like that. So calcium, vitamin, calcium deposits. Yeah, so vitamin K helps helps that <coughs> good calcium be more uh, driven towards the bones, right, in, in simple terms. So you should be, by the sounds of it, testing yourself to see what you are lacking. Blood work well, is so important. Well, yes, I you know I, I don't know about all the all vitamins. I, this is just some general some recommendations general stuff, as far as vitamin <coughs> D is concerned because most people are deficient and also magnesium. It's a big one that I'm... I'm, I'm which, yeah, which, which is huge for muscle... Um, for about just a thousand functions in your body, really. Yeah. You know, even sleep, <coughs> gather receptors in your brain, you know, like muscle muscle, muscle you, you literally, you like your muscles will literally won't contract without magnesium. Yeah, there you go. You name it, you name it. So, so magnesium's a big one. Yeah. Big one. And, sure. and think about the quality. It's, it's, so you don't just go and buy the cheapest form of magnesium you can get because that's probably magnesium oxide. <laughs> and that's going to run right through you, literally. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you might look at it like a magnesium biglycinate or, or you know, a, a, a better option as far as that's concerned. Um. Yeah. So those are, those are some basics, and then and then if somebody's using PEDS, let's say, you know, I don't necessarily say, hey, you're using PEDS, you've got to take this with this and this, but we look at seeing what markers might be off, whether you know whether uh, liver function becomes an issue or whether blood pressure or or um, you know whatever it might be. You know, I, I, I try to get every everybody to monitor as much as possible. You know, blood pressure, fasting blood glucose, yeah. um, getting blood done every three months, yeah. you know, you name it, and and basically fix anything that, that needs. I feel like that's a really good holistic approach. I try and do the same because, again, a lot of people and a lot of coaches go, oh, yeah, let's train, let's get you smashed into failure, and let's just eat your macros. And it's yeah. like there's such a bigger picture. Again, are you healthy? Are you living okay? Do you feel okay? There's so much more to it. Do you take pre-workout, Scott? 
Not always. Um, if I'm training in the evening, I actually don't yeah. because... Can't I, sleep? Well, I can, <clears throat> but I, I do have some sleep. You know, sleep's not ideal and I don't want anything to affect that. The half-life of caffeine is about six, six hours. hours. So, yeah. So, if you had 300 milligrams of caffeine at 6 p.m. 12 a.m., you go 150. At 12 a.m., you have 150. <laughs> at 6 a.m., you still got 75 in there, right? Yeah. And even though you might be able to sleep through it, it's, some people, it's it going to affect yeah. the quality <clears throat> of your sleep. Yep. Circadian rhythm and like... Me having pre-workout at 8 o'clock at night. Yeah. Circadian rhythm and like trying to manage your body clock and trying <laughs> to have a sleep routine is another thing that a lot of people overlook. Huge, huge. Again, it's like, again, a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to train, I'm, I'm growing. It's like you're growing when you're sleeping. If you're not recovering and sleeping, yeah. you're not growing. Or, or they're getting up, at, you know, uh, two hours early to, to, to do cardio, you know, and they're getting five hours of sleep. And... You know, so they're actually well, minimizing fat loss because you're in a deprived state of yeah. sleep. What if you're getting the eight hours and you're waking up at that time? Oh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just meaning, you know. Oh, okay. Because like I've, I've done that recently. Yeah, don't saw it because I don't know if it was the time, but like I've been getting up earlier, getting the the seven eight hours sleep, yeah. getting up early to do cardio because I just find in terms Beautiful. of schedule, it's yeah. you can do both, and that's I, that's I, I just, I just, yeah, if you do both, that's fantastic. But I just mean, you know, if if you're, what were they saying? You know, stepping over. Dollars to pick up pennies, yeah. Uh, you know whatever the saying goes, but it's it's you're you're really cutting out on on the benefits you're going to have from, from sleep. You know, fat loss, performance, uh, performance, cognitive you know, function. You name it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Alrighty, you wrap it up. Actually, one last thing. General gen, general population that you know just trained to look good. What would you say? You like top three subs? I'm I'm assuming you're going to say creatine. To, to look good, I mean, you don't need creatine yeah. to look good. I'm saying just you know general pop, they're like, oh, like, oh, I think I should. I need some subs. Like, what would you, for general population? Okay, so first of all, we look at supplement being supplementing what you're not getting through your food. Yep. So, you know, if somebody's trying to get enough protein through the day and they're not eating enough protein, protein then you can get a, a decent protein powder, Perfect. probably an isolate, something like that. Um, and, you know, creatine, yes, tried and true. No, no question about it. Um, and I... You know, as far as if if performance is an issue, and look, I guess it's not a, I do like intra workout carbs. I do like intra workout, yeah, carbs, yeah. carbs and essential amino it. acids. Yep. Uh, you can even have your creatine, citrulline. That's stuff another like that big one. But like, well. I don't want to take too much of your time. It's like, how about if so there's like the whole debate of are uh, like amino acids doing anything? Are they not doing anything? It's like if you're just getting enough protein, is it even worth having amino acids? Because yeah, I've seen there's okay. been this whole yeah. thing about amino acids not okay, actually here we go. Yeah, <laughs> not actually doing anything. Yes, doing okay. Anything. okay. <laughs> you're the mechanic, so what's what's your take? All right, so um, I'm not a big fan of just branch chain amino acids. Yes, the three branch chain. Need your essentials. Valine, right? Um, so essential amino acids are going to be all nine essential amino acids, making it a complete protein. So if you're going to have amino acids, don't bother having just branch chains, at least have essential. Right? Okay. Even better, you know, if you're looking at a, a, a protein, like a whey protein or whatever, you've got all your essential and non-essential. So, so you've got a, a better option. But you don't want to be drinking protein powder through your through your workout. Yep. That's why you go with, with – I actually, I actually do something called uh, Pepto Pro, and it's a um, – it's a, it's a, I don't want to go on a whole other tangent, but it's, it's a, hydrolyzed, a hydrolyzed casein. Yes, I'm not a big fan of casein, just so you know, but casein um, is the slow digestion. Yeah, thing. but <laughs> the Pepto Pro being a hydrolyzed, it actually mixes up. It it, it it dissolves completely. It goes clear in water, so you've got all your 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 diatribe peptides. Doesn't that defeat the purpose of it being a casein if it's hydrolyzed because it's going to digest quickly? But casein is so forget slow? forget the forget the fact that it says casein. Okay, it just happens to be a casein. Okay, so yeah. so okay. the way they process it though 
is 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 derived from a casein, but because it's hydrolyzed, it's such a high degree of hydrolysis that it it like I said, it mixes. You put a, a normal casein and it goes like clumpy, and, clumpy yep. and chill. This goes clear in water, right? Completely clear. So you get all your essentials, non essentials, and dientripeptides and everything like that. I have that along with the like the highly branched cyclic dextrin, which passes your digestive system very quickly. It's a uh, it's a uh, low osmosis, high mo- heavy molecular weight, so it, it, it passes through. And then I use some essential amino acids to help flavor it because the issue is I'm not going to recommend people go out and take Pepto Pro because it yep. tastes terrible. <laughs> what does it taste like? Um, it's just really bitter, and you can't even bother. Don't even bother trying to mask it. Like, Similar like creatine or not? I find I don't know. Yeah, you probably say creatine doesn't have a taste, but I don't think it does. I think it does. Do you? I think yeah, it it's slightly. like a very slight, okay. almost like a chlorine. Okay, type. maybe I've ruined myself from all this. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <clears throat> no, it's it's if you, like, I've made a mistake of once. I think I put the Pepto Pro in in something. And I, I I put it in my porridge once, and I try, I just I tried to eat it, and I tried to put other protein. I, I couldn't rectify it. Like I could not fix it. But I I, I because I use the and, and the essential amino acids that I use, I use ones that are sweet with stevia. Because I don't want too much artificial, so I use the unflavored uh, Pepto Pro, the unflavored um, uh, cyclodextrin, unflavored you know creatine, unflavored citrulline, and, and then a little bit of this you know I use a rapid recovery. It's it's uh, it's essential amino acids with sweetened with stevia. Yeah. So that sits really well with me. Anyway, that's just that's just what I do. That's the stack. That's the, there you go. Alrighty, thank you very very much for a really good chat. Thank you, Scott. That thank was you. blowing that was our really minds with knowledge. I hope everyone got heaps out of that. I did. <laughs> thank you very much for listening to another episode of the Life Pod. Thank you very much for coming on, Scott, and Appreciate we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks, guys. Bye.